1: Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Tanny. Hello and
0: welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. With me is Chris Tannehill. Chris, this evening, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Herbie. So here we are. This story just crossed on ESPN.com courtesy of Jeff Passan, and I just called Herbie up on the Zoom call. He hasn't seen this story yet, so I'm going to read it to him, and you're going to get the chance to hear Herb's live reaction to this story, and I hate that this falls on episode number 72. We all know what a legend Carlton Fisk is, and maybe someday we'll circle back to it because I've got a lot of great audio, uh, but I'll start here. Jeff Passan uh, says this, Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Russa, charged with DUI Stemming from <laughs> <laughs> stemming from February arrest, court docs show. Okay, Herb. Let's. I just want to get your thoughts as we get deeper oh. in the story here. So, uh, where where where's our head at here after hearing that headline? Oh.
0: He already had a DUI.
1: Famously, you played it. Yes, well, he did. I- yes. X Y X z
0: the fuck? <laughs> From February?
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. So Jeff Passon goes on to write this White Sox manager Tony LaRusso was charged with driving under the influence after he allegedly ran his car into a curb in February. Leaving it smoking on the side of a Phoenix area road, according to court records obtained by ESPN. It is the second known drunken driving arrest for LaRusa, who in 2007 pleaded guilty to misdemeanor DUI in Jupiter, Florida. A 76-year-old Hall of Famer, long regarded as one of the canniest managers in baseball, Larussa's hiring to lead the White Sox last week after a nine-year absence from the dugout shocked observers throughout the game. When reached by ESPN on Monday night, LaRussa said, quote, I have nothing to say and hung up the phone. Hmm, <laughs> Ode. <laughs> Check this out, Herb. A White Sox spokesman said the organization was aware of the incident. Ridiculous. Uh, They knew about it. They knew about it. Okay, so the story continues on. Jeff Pass in Espn.com. Quote Because this is an active case, the White Sox representative said, we cannot comment further at this time. On February twenty fourth at eleven forty PM, a peace officer responded to a call and found Larusa standing alongside his SUV, according to an affidavit filed by Arizona Department of Public Safety. Larusa told the officer who had detected a light odor of alcoholic beverage that he had been at dinner with friends from the Los Angeles Angels, for whom he was working as a special advisor. He was stopped near the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport and told the officer he had hit something and had blown out a tire, according to the affidavit. After a field sobriety test, LaRusa was taken into custody, and in the affidavit, the police officer described him as quote argumentative.
0: They hired this motherfucker (laughs) after knowing this like the second one without any like repentance. No drug treatment. No alcohol treatment. This motherfucker is the manager of the White Sox now leading young men second time. I mean I don't need to bring this up like uh, flippantly but his St. Louis Cardinals clubhouse Josh Hancock died of being drunk and high on a St. Louis highway. Fucking Oscar Tavares, the same thing. Died in the offseason with drunk driving. I mean, these are the culture that he's presenting down there in that atmosphere. If, if the manager's doing what the fuck they think the player's going to do? Attitude reflects leadership, captain.
1: All right. Story goes, goes on here. It says uh, La Russa refused to submit to a breath test or provide a sample of his blood or urine to test his blood alcohol level, according to the affidavit. And the officer obtained a search warrant to take two tubes of La Russa's blood. That is a common procedure for DUI cases in Arizona, said Michael Munoz, a Phoenix area DUI criminal defense attorney who is not affiliated with the case. He said it was not uncommon for charges not to be filed in cases for several months due to slowdowns caused by the coronavirus pandemic. However, other law enforcement sources in Arizona told ESPN the delay seemed excessive. A spokesman with the Maricopa County Attorney's Office told ESPN she was unable to comment on a pending case, but said, quote, charges were submitted to our office by the Arizona Department of Public Safety for DUI, and there was a delay caused by initially filing it in the wrong jurisdiction. Information from the Maricopa County Justice Court shows that the case was filed on October 28th, one day before Larusa was officially hired by the White Sox and notes that Larusa was cited for driving under the influence and registering a blood alcohol content of 0.08 or more, which is a misdemeanor. If convicted, Listen to this. If convicted, Larusa faces up to 10 days in jail. Although Munoz said in most cases, first-time offenders serve one day, pay a fine, and are required to use an ignition interlock device for up to up to a year. Munoz said that a DUI more than seven years earlier would not count as a prior DUI under Arizona law, which has stiff penalties for repeat offenders. And we finish it off here. Larusa previously was arrested for DUI after he fell asleep at a traffic light near the spring training facility of the St. Louis Cardinals, who he managed for 16 years and led to two World Series. Larussa's blood alcohol content was 0.093% over the legal limit of 0.08%. His arrest came five weeks before Josh Hancock, as Herbie just mentioned. A Cardinals pitcher died when he drove drunk and crashed into a parked truck. And finally here on the day his guilty plea of the 2007 DUI Larusa said in a statement, quote, I accept full responsibility for my conduct and assure everyone that I have learned a very valuable lesson and this will never occur again. <sighs> so there you have it. So your, your new skipper here uh, is, is making headlines a week after his hiring and all for the wrong reasons. The White Sox knew about this the day before they hired him. They had time. The White Sox had time. They could have pulled the plug on this before any of us found out, or we would have probably found out around the same time, and we'd be like, you know what? Good job. Good on you, White Sox. They could have been sitting there with with A.J. Hinch, and you could talk about cheating versus driving drunk all you want, but the White Sox, they have a big PR mess to clean up here, and as you sort of gather your thoughts here, as you're hearing this for the first time, let me let me just start by saying this, man. I have no respect, no sympathy four drunk drivers uh, around the same time. Tony LaRusso was, uh, was arrested uh, just two years after that uh, in 2009, after his 07 arrest, I was nearly killed by a drunk driver going to work. I don't remember if I told the story on this podcast before, but I was going down to the score studios doing an overnight shift and just going down 94, about to get off on the Ohio exit ramp. And uh, there was a, a, a drunken driver uh, from Indiana And she careened off the median back into like she was getting off at the Ogden exit and then ultimately hit the median and ricocheted back out into moving traffic. So I was in the far right lane and she kareems back out into moving traffic and uh, I had hit her vehicle head on because that was where my momentum was going. And she was like she backed out into traffic after hitting the median so hard. And, you know, I had this flow of adrenaline. I was just relieved I was okay. So I got out of the car to see if this other driver was okay. And I just remember looking over and this woman was, was just totally just had this glazed look on her face. Like she was absolutely shitfaced. And, you know, you have a moment of, of pure, you're just petrified and then there's rage and then there's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this person's okay. There was other cars affected in this accident. But, you know, ever since then, man, just I, I, I have a just this level of, of disrespect. And I, I always say it's the most selfish thing you can do is get behind a, a wheel when you're intoxicated. I don't care if you're just going from, you know, short distance point A to point B, you know, restaurant to hotel. We know how everything's so close there in Arizona by those facilities. Everything's kind of like built next to each other. I don't care where you're going, how far you're going. You take those keys and you get behind a wheel and, and, and you run the risk of killing an innocent person. You know, it's just it's disgusting, man, and I, and I hate reading about it. And you hate to see someone. You know, I was trying to give Tony a little leeway here. Like everyone makes a mistake, right? Back to the two thousand seven incident, but then to make that mistake, you know, uh, thirteen years later, it's inexcusable. And for the White Sox to know about this, and now we, it, you know, it makes sense why they didn't roll out the red carpet for from the media perspective to have Tony roll out there every day in front of radio shows and TV cameras. It, it makes sense now. And, you know, it kind of adds another layer as to why Rickon just looks so upset. They all knew about it and this made this decision for them even harder to swallow for people that care about this organization and I I don't know I just I don't know you can't do anything and they're not going to not hire him now because they knew about it before but it's just another embarrassment on a national level for the White Sox and I thought we were done talking about this hire cuz it's coming up we recorded the last half of this mailbag yesterday so there's some Tony stuff in there that's you know a little bit dated but not too much but just uh, after you know getting to soak this in uh, for a few minutes here what are your initial thoughts here in terms of how the White Sox have handled this and just just the whole situation in general?
0: Couldn't agree with you more about the drunk driving DUI. People pretty much poo-poo that because they probably know somebody who's drunk or has driven drunk or has had a DUI. So they kind of like uh, take it as not as serious as it is. But you are driving a two-ton vehicle uh, while impaired. It's not the thing to do. It is putting your life... And more importantly, people in your car and people in other cars in jeopardy. It's the most selfish thing you do, especially nowadays, where there's car services, where there's Uber Lifts, whatever you need to have down there in Phoenix. They got the little golf carts that go on the streets. There's no excuse to drive drunk, especially as a very rich manager like Tony Larusa is. It's very selfish. People are like, Oh, don't laugh at it. He's got a problem. No. His problem. his problem might be alcoholism, but God damn it. You got consequences to your stuff. I feel sorry if he is an alcoholic, but I don't feel sorry or any sympathy if he's driving drunk. You know, those things are a choice. That's a choice to drive the car after you get it after you're intoxicated. So yeah, I um, I'm pissed at the White Sox even more. Like they knew this guy was a two-time DUI guy. They said. No, we're still going to hire him. They knew it, and they didn't bring it up. Like, there was no even, hey, guys, at this presser, Tony in February, let's get in front of it. As any good PR would say, you get in front of the story. This guy had a DUI, and or he, he had, even if it wasn't charged, whatever, he had a DUI. So, guys, we're going to put this in front of you. We still want Tony. He's gone through a process of rehabbing and he's sorry, recompense, all that good stuff. No, they want to try to hide that shit like it wasn't going to come out. It makes it even more shady. It makes it horrible. Uh, there's, I, They're probably going to stick with them, but the admirable thing for them to do is say, you know what, after thinking about it and the fans' reaction, we're not going to hire Tony Russo. We wish him well, and now we're going to get a second-tier manager while wow, we could have just hired the guy that Rick wanted, but now he's in Detroit. So, well, here we go. I would be happy if the White Sox would at least admit their mistakes in this regard and release themselves from the Larusa thing. That'd be great.
1: It's not too late, man. Like they could, they could say, you know what, we want Tony to get help first and foremost, and we're going to provide him every opportunity. We're going to ask him to step aside. Don't even say step down, but step aside while he takes care of himself, goes to rehab or whatever, you know. And then you can hire someone to replace him. Then, if you want to keep him in the organization, fine. You know have him be a senior advisor but you can't have this guy be the 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 public face of your team you know it's just it's just i'm so sick of the white Sox just being a national embarrassment like you, you said that they could have you know got in front of it like any good you know pr team would do you know if they knew the day before they made the decision to hire him they knew it was out there and they were hoping that this would get buried and no one would uncover this story uh but but kudos to uh jeff passan and uh Paula Levine uh, from ESPN uh, also had a hand in, in in penning this story from ESPN.com. They uncovered it, and now they, they brought it to light. And I don't know what the White Sox next move is. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be nothing. You'll probably see a, you know, a statement come across their Twitter tonight or tomorrow by the time you guys are listening to this. So beyond that, I don't know what you do, man, but it's, it's not too late to make this thing right. And, you know, you – I've 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 dealt with 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 people, you know, who suffered from alcoholism, and I know what a you know terrible disease it is. But like you mentioned, the getting behind the wheel while you're intoxicated—that's a separate choice uh and you having having the disease is not a choice but the act of driving while drunk is a choice and especially today's day and age like you said with so many different options available especially you know when you're working for a baseball team and you have all those resources like you would think there'd be someone that was like hey you know just meet meet tony at the restaurant and take him home and make sure he gets home okay you know what i mean like it just it's so reckless man and i know everyone knows someone like you said who's Gotten behind the wheel maybe when they shouldn't have, and you're like, "Oh man, that was a close call." I don't know how I got home, and everyone kind of laughs about it. But the shit's not funny, man. It's it's dangerous. Like so many people die innocently. You know, if it's one thing, if you want to drink yourself to death or do drugs and all that stuff in, in your own home and, and eventually kill yourself, but when you when you yeah, get that's behind, on you yeah when you get behind the wheel, you run the risk of killing someone else, uh, and it's just I hate it. I hate 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 it. And and I'll always have that. Because I'm directly impacted by it. I know many of you listening may not be as closely impacted. Maybe you are. Maybe you have lost someone in a drunk driving accident. But it's inexcusable. And for the White Sox, everything was on the wall for them to see. Like, do not make this higher. Do not make this higher. Just from a baseball standpoint. And now you have this coming out. They had even more reasons to say, you know what? This is not the best time for us right now to make this higher. Tony, we appreciate you, but we can't have this right now. Thanks. Let's keep it moving. But they decided to double down and say, you know what, this'll just be a brief thing for a couple days and, and we'll get back to it. But I my question is like, why? Why do they why do they think that Tony the Russa is so worth all of this this headache and and all of this, you know, fan, you know, ire and and media scorn. Like why do they think this guy's worth it? I, I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, and I'm now thinking if they knew about it, Rick knew about it, and if this was part of one of the things he was pissed about, like just a myriad of things that uh, he was pissed about. This is not his guy, and he's got a DUI, a second DUI that happened this year. His whole Colin Kaepernick stance. I mean, all the shit that Tony Russo brings to the table. It's not it. If you take my baseline that managers don't matter that much in wins and losses, what the fuck does he do? Like, he's only bringing bad stuff to your team. Like, there's nothing that you ha- are getting from Tony Arusa that you can't get from another manager. And another manager probably give you a lot less, a lot less distractions. You know what? how they could save face? They could fire his ass and hire Ozzy again Right now, I bet you Rick, Rick, um, Rick uh, Hahn would be like, you know what? I don't want Rick. Uh, I don't want Ozzie again right now. But God damn it. Getting this jerk off my team is the best thing I can have. Jerry still gets his guy, still gets a guy that he's familiar with. And we get that jerk off our team and you know with Ozzy his stuff it's gonna be words it's never gonna be oh bad. yeah
1: but you know what Ozzy said a thing about Castro one time and then he had a blow-up Fuck doll that. he had a blow-up doll in the clubhouse one time you know like, oh god yeah. he's so awful yeah and I know you know Ozzy said some said some bad things but it's only going to be words and they're not going to be directly hurtful or potentially like killing someone with his words like you can when you're getting behind a wheel when you're drunk
0: yeah twice guys twice he fell asleep yeah and I know you're gonna cape people out there gonna cape for him. F that, guys. You cannot cape for this. This behavior is habitual. He is a 76 year old man still caught getting caught for DUI. And you can, you know, sometimes explain away a teenager doing it because they're dumb. This man's grown as fuck. He's got a, he's got his juris doctorate from Florida State in 1978. He's smart as hell, but he's a dumbass person. So yes, you don't want this person leading your team. Imagine the backlash already from the guy who was going to come in here before all this. Now you can't. You cannot. They cannot continue doing this. They have to hear the public backlash, which they'll hear on Tuesday on the score or Wednesday on the score, and understand that, no, we can't have this. Sorry, we messed up. And admit their mistakes right now. And don't do this thing anymore. Let Rick do his job.
1: Yeah, Rick's got to go to Jerry. And be like, you see, you see which way you're, what you're leaving me with here. Like, this is this is no good for anybody. They hire Sandy Alomar Jr., have Tony LaRusso go to rehab, and you know what? That's a good move all the way around. You hire a smart baseball person. You take care of someone who's, you know, a part of your your franchise. And Tony LaRusso. you take care of him, get him the help that he needs, and ultimately, you do you do right by your organization. I think that's the right move here. Uh, sadly, I don't think it's going to happen. But how about that? You know, he, he could – you could be talking about – this could get worse. Like, Tony La Russa could end up spending j- time in jail if convicted of this. Like, I don't know I don't, how that works in terms of jail time and DUI offenders. I don't know how rare it is. It said between one day and ten days. Let's say it's just one day. Like, people are going to be – like, there's going to be photos and videos of, here's your White Sox manager leaving prison in Arizona. Like, I don't know if they have mm-hmm. that drunk tank anymore that they used to have with the uh, – the uh the tent city in uh, in Arizona yeah. where, where they where they used to house all the alcoholics, Charles Barkley, like pretty much anyone who's anyone celebrity wise has been in that tent city. I don't think they have that anymore, but like picture those optics. Here's your new manager, and he's taking the perp walk uh, out of prison. Man, it's just it's just horrendous. It's just it's terrible PR for the White Sox.
0: I mean, and think about this: two days from now on Wednesday, Jose Abreu might get the MVP tomorrow on Tuesday. Whenever you listen this. Um Rick Renteria might get the man of the year. We get
1: oh, spotlight, God.
0: shine on the White Sox. Positive. Jose Abreu, most people think on Wednesday we'll get the MVP. This is still going to be a story. It's going to be a huge story.
1: Yeah. here's and your.
0: you're taking the spotlight away from a man that deserves it. Garbage. Here's
1: a man who played 60 games, 60 RBI, your team leader, finally got you back in the postseason, and – You know, he's going to. I don't know if they'll put him in front of uh, cameras and TV. Like, I don't know if Billy Russo will be there to translate. But if he's in front of cameras and media, they're going to ask him about their new manager and his DUI charge. Like, that's Jose Obreg doesn't deserve that. You know what I mean? Like after the year he just had, and you know, you had Luis Robert today, second in rookie of the year voting. And I wanted to get to those people who th- thought that Luis Robert wasn't the first or second best rookie they saw all year. There was plenty of ire for those people than this story about La Russa crosses. But yeah, that's it's horrendous optics. And you know, I think Rick Renteria is going to end up winning the manager of the year, and this is going to end up getting a whole lot worse. But it's going to start tomorrow, most likely with Jose Abreu, who definitely does not deserve. To have to talk about this, uh, you know, being such a good soldier that he has been and uh, a leader on and off the field. Now he's got to be the public face of this franchise after this horrendous PR, uh, just disaster. It's, it's not good, man. Not good. Think
0: about what players thinking about this. Tim or Eloy just did an interview, they probably didn't know about all this. Yeah, now they're thinking, What the guy that you want to lead our team not, not only has one DUI, has two. What? And doesn't respect us? Doesn't respect a, p- a peaceful protest? This motherfucker's getting mad about protesting before a game for uh, racial injustice and police brutality and he's <laughs> out here driving drunk? Man, miss me with that. And I'm sure those people like, oh, don't backflip. Motherfucker, I'll backflip. You don't drive while you're drunk. How about that? We make that plan. Alright? Cool. Otherwise, you shut the fuck up and sit in that goddamn bench
1: oh man we have someone uh, it's almost like we're doing the show live here uh, on Twitter people are reacting at Chi-town Fanboy says Rick Han's bad day was worse than we thought did Reinsdorf actually think this shit wouldn't get out or did they really not know and they had to do more damage control for this historic catastrophic blunder yeah man I think everyone feels the same way about this and it's uh, we'll have an update for you when the White Sox make their next move whatever it is which is probably going to be nothing But either way, the White Sox are going to be back in the news when you have Jose Abreu and potentially Rick Renteria getting uh, trotted out for postseason awards, and uh, it's just it's not the situation you want to be in. I I say this, Herb. I say the way you make this news story go away, you go out there and you sign George Springer to a record-breaking contract. How about that?
0: (laughs) I mean, they're going to have to do something. No, that's the thing. Really like, hey, we're doing this over here. Hey, fans. You guys, do nah, your man. first game all free this year. All nah, first man. game that's, on us. That's
1: the worst part of it. Is I don't think they feel that way. That they have to do something. Like they, they, they knew, he, they knew he was getting charged up on this the day before they hired him. And like, you know what? We're still we're good with this. That's fine. You know the, the fan base will get over it, and the story may or may not get out. But we're okay, even if it does get out. Like that's the active choice they made when they hired this guy. So I don't think they even believe they have to follow it up with something good. You know that's that's the troubling thing about this. So the the way they operate, man. Like I I'm really surprised. You know Jerry Reinsdorf making a decision like this, like being an older guy, and there is no more like. This is not like a political issue where you have oh the two different sides of differing opinions and sometimes you can find some you know a good space in the middle where people can agree. Everyone's in agreement that drinking and driving is one of the worst possible things you could do. This is like one of the the societal norms that pretty much everyone can agree on and here you are the face of your franchise out there for a second stint uh, getting charged with a DUI. So I guess we'll we'll have more details about this during the course of the week. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be commenting on it and. We've got still a couple more mailbag questions to get to. So I, I think that's all I got and h- how appropriate, uh, you know, that <laughs> the Carlton Fisk was the guy I was going to talk about. He wound up in a cornfield himself. Um, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, but at least, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but I think we will give Carlton Fisk his due uh, maybe the next episode because I did have some fun stuff I wanted to, to tinker around with. But I tonight, mean, I don't, I was don't
0: just... know if there's a 73. There is. There listening? is. There's only
1: one. So yeah, we got some. some
0: Carlton's yeah. gonna win that one. Too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so yeah, man. That that that's uh. I, you want? Should we just get to the bag? You got any closing thoughts on this uh, as we as we parse through this sort of live as it happens in front of us?
0: Just anger. I mean, it's the team we chose a long time ago, and they. It seemed like like all this year seemed like. Old White Sox things were put in the past. All the anguish that we had gone through as kids up to adulthood had been melted away by good baseball play, solid baseball decisions, and our team ascending. And one thing after another, it's like this 2020 was like, man, White Sox fans having way too good of a time. They got to come back with the rest of these motherfuckers and be miserable. And it, yeah, it put us down. First, the hiring was horrible. I mean, the getting knocked out of the playoffs was not great. The hiring of Tony Arusa, terrible. And now we get found out more. So, yeah, 2020 couldn't go worse. I didn't want the calendar to change. So we can go to 2021 where we're supposed to be competing. But now I don't know. I, I You know, they're just going to try to fuck the team up more. And we're just going to be not the team that we're supposed to be in these next five years. I just feel that in my heart because – like we we allowed ourselves. We allowed ourselves to be not the White Sox. You know what I mean? I felt like we're getting out of that loser mentality that two step fours, two steps back type of bullshit. And no, we're right here. We're right back here,
1: Well, just think of how how quickly this unraveled. We did the show the day they hired they they fired Rick Renteria and Don Cooper. and we talked about how, This organization was, like you just said, getting rid of all their old stereotypes of how they used to operate, and they were starting fresh, and and Rick Hahn was going to be able to build this franchise into, into his vision finally, and it only took a month for them to become a laughingstock, and this is after... Being in the postseason, and you have everything in the world to be encouraged about. But here they are again, being at the forefront of, a, of national embarrassment. And just a couple of quick things here like thinking about if you're a free agent. And I know the dollar figure is always the most important. You know, some guys will pick because of family location, whatever. But ultimately, guys rarely turn down offers. Uh, that were higher than where they ended up going ultimately. You know what I mean? So I've, I wonder if you're an incoming free agent and you see the White Sox and they have a competitive offer that's maybe close to the top offer, maybe not the, the top offer, but maybe it is by a little bit. Maybe you're just thinking to yourself, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. That, that's a PR nightmare over there. Like I don't want to be associated with them. Is that is that too much of a reach here, like just me thinking off the top of my head if I was a, an incoming free agent? Is, is this something that would – possibly steer you away in addition to what all the stuff you already know about Tony La Russa.
0: Yeah. Like what is my team going to do? What is, what is this whole thing about? Like I want to go out and pitch if I'm Trevor Bauer or Marcus Stroman, not answer questions about my drunk ass manager who's driving drunk. I want to hit if I'm George Springer, I just want to go to the ballpark and hit. That's it. And have a good time, win games. Not to answer questions about my goddamn manager and what he does off the field. Like other teams are offering money too. It's not like the White Sox are offering uh far and away more money than the other teams. If it comes down to it, yeah, this could be like already, he's a fossil. He's an old guy. That these guys like, will he like my style of play? Will he be uh opposed to what how I play ball? I mean, I know George Springer's not the most boisterous and bombastic player, but what if he wants the bat flip? What's he wants a style on a home run type of thing? I You don't want to think about these things. You don't want to have to, like, oh, does this manager going to be in my ass about some garbage? And especially this man with two DUIs going to talk to me about something, about a bunt, about stealing bases? I mean, how much respect can you have with Tony La Russa when the man's uh, got these two DUIs over his head? I can't have a lot of respect for a man like that. Cannot. Oh,
1: boy. Uh, just thinking about Rick Hahn tonight and his worst day ever, which uh, I think is, is a rolling uh, <laughs> rolling bad day for him ever since he hired Tony La Russa. But we know Rick Hahn is very active on social media. We know his son is on social media, and we we suspect that Rick Hahn's got a burner account. Um, I would suggest that Rick Hahn stay off Twitter tonight or maybe he just puts it all on the line and says, you know what, Jerry, it, it's me or it's Tony. You know, I don't want to be associated with this anymore. But again, it's what can we say about this? They already knew it was going to be a thing. This does not take any of them by surprise. So they're now they're just seeing the fallout play out in front of their eyes, and they just have no choice but to deal with the consequences. But I will close on this note. It's not too late to save face and make another hire. This you have an organization built to win and with a couple holes to fill, and you could find there are several. Great candidates still out there. I mentioned Sandy Alomar Jr. I'm trying to remember some of the guys that were on your list. Uh, Alex core has already been hired by the Red Sox. A.J. Hinch, of course, hired. But there was so many I mean, other great the, options. The Red
0: Sox, won it Where the last place guy, or the second place guy was Sam Fold. I remember yep. somebody was mentioning Sam Fold would be one of the best guys uh, uh, you could hire. I mean, yeah, non... Non-threatening uh, Sam Fold. Was that Cody? That
1: people, was that was that Cody Decker that was talking up Sam Fold?
0: Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think a lot of people love Sam Fold. Yep. They they swear by him. His baseball knowledge. He's got the bona fides. Played in the league and recently, so the players know who he is. I mean, and if you need to just downshift and just get one person, you still have Super Joe on your team. So it's not too late to get a guy that is fine. You missed your big target. Because you're doing dumb shit.
1: I'd rather but, ride with Super Joe at this point.
0: I mean, I don't care. I, I, I yeah, I, one thing I didn't want Tony Roos in the first place, and I 100% don't want him now. The respect is gone. He is gone. The respect for this franchise is gone. I feel sorry for Rick. And like I said, it gives you a little bit more insight to why he was as pissed as he was. And he wasn't going to allow Jerry to tell him to put on a happy face. He wasn't going to be that smiley, happy guy. He knew, too. The whole organization had to know, as it says in this thing, and then didn't give a damn. And Rick is furious. And I hope that the thing that you're talking about, the proclamation, him or me, comes true. I, and I hope Rick holds to that. Because if Jerry says it's going to be Tony, he gets ghost, and he'll be snapped up like that
1: absolutely so i think we'll just cancel the rest of the bag uh oh, sorry about that pete hand pete is the one who actually sent me the the article as i'm waiting for you in the zoom chat he sends us the dm with the jeff passing story i don't know if i would have seen it before we got to recording i know sometimes you're on twitter while we record and ra- very rarely i am i'm always usually checking levels and checking my notes so yeah that- thank you pete Hand, for sending that we will uh we will cancel uh the rest of the bag sorry sam and hinsdale and pete hand there's only a-, a few emails there that would that we so love you sam we yeah we love all you guys so we, we appreciate it and uh well, uh, you, you know, send us an email, uh, LockedOnSox at gmail.com. That's LockedOnSox at gmail.com. Josh Baer uh, sent us an email as well uh, talking about George Springer and talking about guys that could potentially help Tony La Russa on the staff. But uh, I feel like those uh, questions are not appropriate for right now. And I think, some of, you know, when those questions were asked, I think, you know, uh, this information was not a part of it when people asked us these questions. So I guess it would be a good time to solicit your feedback uh, to lockedonsocks at gmail dot com. Your thoughts on this situation, and we'll re- recap maybe later in the week or on Monday when we do our mailbag. But uh, yeah, that's I, I hate the the fact that we were just gonna, re- re- you know, full disclosure, we were just gonna uh, record the Carlton Fisk portion and then paste it onto the mailbag which we had recorded last night on uh, Sunday night and just put it out for you guys on Tuesday. But uh, this news broke as we we're sitting down, so it's not what I wanted to talk about tonight for sure but a lot of you guys will be waking up in the morning, possibly not hearing about it. So now you guys are all up to date and hopefully this is outdated by the time it posts. Hopefully a decision is made one way or another and we could stop speculating. And hopefully the decision is that they decided to move on and get Tony some help, man, because you know, as someone who, who knows people who have dealt with alcoholism, it's not pretty man. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to hit rock bottom and this is not close to what rock bottom looks like for a lot of people, but maybe losing a, a coveted job in a very public manner uh, would qualify as rock bottom for someone in in his position. So, you know, I, I do have sympathy uh, or, you know, empathy uh, for people going through this, but this is unfortunately something that I've had experience with, with the drunk driving and just, uh, folks, not a fan. That's all I'll say. It's it's incredibly selfish and reprehensible, to be honest with you. So that's that's all I got tonight, Herbie.
0: And I got nothing else either. So fuck Tony LaRusa. <laughs> DUI is garbage. Fuck Jerry La, Jerry <laughs> for hiring him while knowing this shit. It's just trash. If they don't make this right by releasing or firing whatever you need to do with Tony LaRusa. It's gonna be hard for me as a fan to cheer for these people, even though I've invested a long time, you have invested a long time. But I don't want people like that winning. I don't want people without remorse for their actions, especially like like people are gonna say, gonna poo-poo away as far as oh, he didn't hurt anybody, so it's fine. No, that's not the point. He could have and he didn't give a damn. So bump all these people, and if he doesn't fire him, I have no respect for Jerry Reinsdorf. Zero respect for Jerry Reinsdorf. This gets people fired. It's supposed to because it's a serious offense and he should treat it as such. And I hope you fans let him know that. I don't know how, you know, if they have a, a call-in line or something. Score, we're going to be talking about it all day long. So, do whatever you need to do. Let this be known that just you're not cool with this. You're not fine with this. I'm not fine with this. So, Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. I'm EktonWall23 at uh, EktonWall23 on Twitter. The show is Locked on Socks on Twitter and Instagram. So for Chris Tannehill, I'm Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to Locked on Socks.